Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come. Father, you've invited us to trust you. You told us trust in the Lord with all of your heart. We thank you, Father, for being our shepherd. We thank you, Lord, for protecting and guiding and providing. And for these reasons, we do trust you. And your name is sweet. Lord, we love you. We love that you love us, that you give freely of forgiveness and grace. God, I'm asking that you would bless and encourage and strengthen us in this room, in this place, dear God. May we leave here thankful and grateful and knowing that this was a good way to start the day. So bless your name, bless your church, bless our families in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. You may be seated. Good to see you all. and Welcome to our 11 o'clock service here at Freedom Church. And it's an honor for me to stand before you and share God's Word. We've had a great summer. A couple weeks ago, Cody Freeman was here sharing with us. We're so excited whenever we see Cody and Lily and the kids. And that was awesome. Last week, we had Reggie Dabbs. And uh, that was awesome as well. So many good things this summer. Next week, our pastor will return to the stage, to the pulpit. And he'll be giving us a message on vision each, each year in July, he gets away and to quiet himself, study, pray, open up to the Lord, and seek direction for the fall season, and he's going to share some visionary type stuff for us next week. So next week's a good time uh, to be here, and uh, we're excited about that. We want to welcome those of you who are online today visiting us through Facebook. God bless you, and you are welcome here. All of you, we don't know, uh, you know, I won't know where you're coming from, what kind of week you've had. You know, maybe it's a strain financially or relationally, or things haven't gone so much well. You are welcome in this place. This is a good, safe place uh, to be. It's a healthy place, and we want to honor our God, our Savior, and we want to learn from His Word, and that's what we're going to do today, all right? So, take your Bibles out to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you have your app, check the app. The notes are on the app. The scriptures are on the app. You'll see the the, the, uh, screen notes here in just a while. As you're turning there, I want to show you a picture of some things that we were able to be a part of yesterday as a church family. And uh, uh, we... We agreed with the city of Gallatin that we would, uh, they have this program called Adopt-A-Street, and it has to do with cleaning up uh, a one-mile stretch of city. And so we have agreed to, as a church, committed four times a year to go down to Belvedere Road, right down the street there by Thornton's, and, and from Belvedere, or from Thornton's all the way down to where Chick-fil-A is, we walked that mile stretch, and you see our group here yesterday, it was a lot of fun. We came, we saw, we picked some trash, right? And so 25 of you showed up. Uh, This was an all-church family event. We do have an outreach team that organizes, and I want to thank Heather Heather Lane for adding organizational skill and leadership. It was very, very, very important. And so we tried our best to serve and show the love of Jesus uh, to our city, and that's what that's all about. And I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We'll do that again in October and um, <clears throat> hopefully you all can join. It's a real quick deal, 8 o'clock. We were done by 9.30 in the morning. Had the rest of our day there as well. Some of you know, maybe a lot of you know, that this Friday is the 2021 20, Olympic Games, and they're convening in Tokyo, Japan. And there are athletes representing over 206 or so nations involved 
uh, in the Olympic Games. They've been preparing, they've been training, and they're coming together to compete in over 339 events. 339 athletic events and, 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 and uh, uh, I'm sorry, three, yeah, events, 33 sports, 50 diff- different disciplines, and total athletes will be over 11,000 athletes coming from everywhere. 11,000 athletes in the country of America, our country, our nation, 621 Americans, and guess what? Every one of them is running to win, or they're swimming to win, or they're swinging to win, or they're, whatever they're doing, they're doing it with the purpose of achievement. They're doing it with achieve, uh, the purpose of to reach the maximum height of their athletic ability. And, and I think that's honorable, and I think that's something that, that uh, we would, we're going to talk about here from a spiritual standpoint in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and, and, talk, and, and looking what the Apostle Paul uh, shares with us. The Apostle Paul has been described as the greatest Christian in all the world. Now, I don't, I don't do the ranking system, but I can tell you he was pretty awesome. I mean, you read the Bible, you see all kinds of writings from the Apostle Paul and how God used him to write Scripture and to influence the Gospel and to give glory to God by bringing many people to faith in Christ. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he uses an analogy to help us understand a little bit more about our lives, our spiritual lives, our physical lives. And he says in this passage, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I want to look at this very, very closely and just capture some of the principles that he's challenging us with today because he's talking about life. He's using the analogy of athletics. They had athletic games back in those days, and they would, they would win these wreaths that were made of leaves, and, and they were uh, pretty, I guess, and, and valuable, right, just because of achievement again, but they would fade away in three to four, three to four days. Our athletes are going to run for the gold, you know, and the gold medal, I'm told, is worth about $800. The silver medal is about $400, about half of that. And so they have monetary values, but they're temporary. And Paul says, listen, life is like that. Life is like a race. Now, everybody's in this race. As long as you're breathing, you're part of the race. And he says, we're going to run in a way that we win. Run to win the race, he says. All athletes are disciplined in their training. We're going to look at that a little bit. American swimming superstar. You remember Michael Phelps? 22 Olympic medals in his career. Absolutely stunning and amazing. 22 Olympic medals. The way he got there was his training schedule. His training schedule consisted of six days a week swimming just over eight miles every single day. Now, well, no wonder he was good, right? I haven't, I don't know what, about you, but I have not done swimming eight miles in my lifetime. I, I haven't done eight minutes of swimming in my lifetime. I enjoy the water. I love the water. I get in the water. I splash in the water. I call it fun, and that's it. But Michael Phelps had a gift. He had a passion. He had a desire to excel and to achieve. He put the work in. Paul the Apostle says life is like that, and life is like a race as long as you're breathing. Hey, listen, run to win this race of life. 
Do whatever it takes. Create a training schedule that's going to position you for victory. Create a training schedule that's going to help you achieve. You've heard of uh, Simone Biles. She is a, an awesome gymnast. And she has four gold medals to her credit thus far. And she's equally amazing. And she works out six days a week, similar, seven hours a day, doing all this gymnast stuff, staying in shape, staying strong, being in a position so she could score, so she can win. You'll never see me, friends, on a balanced beam. You'll never see me on those unparalleled, what do they call unparalleled bars? You'll never, I won't want to ever see you guys on those either. But here's the situation. Nothing good ever just happens. She has a love, a passion, a goal, and she puts in the time to win the race. And so Paul says, yeah, you know, life is like that. Life is like a race. And we're in a race, and everyone runs, and, and we're, we have a prize. There is a victory. There is something that we're shooting for. We'll look at that in just a moment. And he says, run to win. Then he says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. Ours is an eternal prize. I like this next statement from Paul. Paul says this, So I run with purpose in every step. I run with purpose in every step. What he is suggesting and saying is, that's what I do. I'm telling you, do that. You do that also. Run this weight race to win. I run with purpose in every step. And friends, that's my pr uh, prayer for you. That's my prayer for each of you. And this last five and a half months of this year here in 2021, that every step of your life would be full of purpose. That you would be fulfilling God's purpose in your life. That you would know God's purpose in your life. That you would be accomplishing God's purpose in your life. And that, listen, that you wouldn't waste a step, that you wouldn't waste a day or waste an hour or waste a week in your life. The beginning of this month in July, about three weeks or so ago, I sat down with each of our ministry directors and we, we created for ourselves as individuals what we call a growth plan. And the growth plan consisted of goals uh, for, for achievement, goals for growth and moving forward and becoming better leaders and becoming better ministers becoming better people in general. And so we did this together and we encouraged one another. And, and, and all, it's all about uh, walking with God by faith and what Paul says, running this race in an order to win. I'm reminded of something the character Rocky Balboa said to his son in the movie. Uh, you remember Rocky Sylvester Stallone. Uh, many of you will recognize this. It's on a lot of plaques and walls now. It's going to be very motivational. He took his son outside a restaurant, and he said, you know, Rocky says, let me tell you something about everything you should know. You know, and, and that's Rocky. Remember Rocky? Anybody? He said, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. That's all I'm going to do. I'll read the rest. All right? It's a very mean and nasty place, this world. He says, I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. And you, me, nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit, he says. It's about how hard you can hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. So this morning, I'd like to challenge you to a training schedule that will help you win at life 
running to win, how to train and live a gold medal life. And my argument is this. If you give God your life, you're going to be on your way to life that's literally filled with faith and hope and love and joy and peace and, and hope. And listen closely, power, God's power. So here's the winning training schedule. Number one, in order to win, I will do this. Give God the first part of my day. Now we're talking about, we've said and suggested and given the analogy, hey, Simone does this, Michael does this. What are you going to do? How are you going to train to win this race? I want to suggest that you create your schedule by starting with give God the first part of your day. I'm talking about reading your Bible. I'm talking about prayer, engaging with God, communing with your Heavenly Father. It's been said that the first hour of your day is the most important hour of the day. It's been said that the first hour of the day is like a rudder on a ship. And though the rudder is very small, it will determine what harbor you end up in at night. It's been said that the first hour of the day is magical. It's the magical hour of the day. And the reason is your brain and your spirit is most alert right after sleep during that first hour of the day. Now, your body may not be always very alert, right? But your mind and your spirit are very alert. Your body doesn't always feel that way. Your mind and spirit are very suggestive. So listen to this. What are you letting into your mind and into your spirit that first hour of the day? What are you allowing into your life? What are, you allow, what are you letting into your spirit during that magical time? And this, friends, is an important question. Gold medal living requires that you let God into your mind and your spirit the first hour of each day. And all throughout the scripture, you'll find people used by God who started their, way, or started their day this way. <clears throat> Let me give you the example of David in the book of Psalms. There was a verse there that I wasn't very familiar with until... Uh, this study, but it's in Psalm uh, 143. Psalm 143 in verse number 8. Here's what David said to God. He said, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. For I am trusting you, David says, show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Now David had the first five books of the Bible back in his day. It wasn't a full Bible. It was the law of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. These books are called the Pentateuch or the Law of Moses. Today we have all 66 books that make up the canon or the whole of Scripture. And so David is saying, God, I want to hear from you. I I want to take in your word. I'm trusting you, God, and I'm asking God, listen, show me through your word where to walk. I need you, God. I need your guidance. I need your direction. So I'm coming to you. I give myself to you, God. Show me through your word. And friends, I'm suggesting this is big. Real big. It's real big. If you're reading in the Psalm 119, verse 105, you'd read these words. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Again, a great way to start each day. So David asks God, show me where to walk. Then he describes God's word. He said it's like a lamp and and, and a light. Has this ever happened to you? I'm going to guess that it has. I would be laying in bed and and, uh, trying, you know, it takes a while to fall asleep. So your mind is going, you're recounting the day, and you're thinking about what's going on. And I realize, hey, you know, my laptop is on the kitchen table, but it needs plugged in. It needs charging overnight. So 
I get up and I'm like, hey, it's dark in here, but I don't need it. I, I, you know, I lived here long enough to know, oh, dang it, this, this running into the end table. And I run into the end table and trying to be quiet because Shelly's sleeping. I step on the doggy squeaky toy and, and that goes off. And then the remote control drops on our wooden floor and I can't see a thing. And I'm having a hard time finding my way. And I decide to turn around, regroup. I go back to bed and try again. Oh, but it's not working. You know, it's hard to fall asleep, right? So I'm like, you know, I, the laptop really does need charging. And so I get up and I get out of the room. I shut the door behind me of her bedroom, you know, our bedroom door. And what did I do? I turned on the light. <laughs> Music starts, angels sing. Look at me go. I have confidence. I can move without crashing. The remote's not dropping. I have direction. I have purpose. I have meaning. And David says, that's what the word of God is. That's the effect. Lord, I need you. Show me your way. In fact, your word is a lamp. Oh, yeah, right there. Gotcha. I see it. I'm going. Your word helped me. I'm suggesting that Paul says life is a race. Play to win. Run to win. Start each day with the word of God. Start each day with prayer to your loving Savior. It'll give you light. It'll give you direction. The other day, yesterday, we had... Uh, Every two times a year, we clean all the carpets in the church. Yesterday was the day, and so we had to move some furniture around, and things were not where they were supposed to be, or, or usually are, right? right? And, and late afternoon, I was trying to put some things back, and, and in our offices, the lights come on automatically, because we don't really know how to do switch. We're not that smart. So they come on automatically when you walk in, but sometimes you get into the room before the light actually comes on. And that happened to me yesterday as I rounded the corner right into the fan and hit the shin. That was not fun. And it began, again, it was because of darkness. I have a friend of mine who is blind. He used to invite us, a few of our friends, over to his house. And he would say, hey, just walk in the door. It's, it's open when you get here. And we walk in, and the entire house was absolutely dark. Why is that? Well, he didn't need it. And you could hear, well, I'm downstairs. Come on downstairs. Listen to this. He was laughing. He would laugh because we were, <laughs> we were having a difficult way finding our way. He thought that was, he did that on purpose. Thought that that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and we walked in darkness. We don't have any confidence. And we kind of slow down. Light gives speed, right? We do go quicker. Without light, we slow down. Again, this is a big, this is real big. It's, it's talking about just walking with the Lord each day, starting the day with Him. Give God the first part of your day. It's part of your training schedule for gold medal life. So I challenge you to do that, to set aside the first 15 minutes of your day to talk with God. I ask you this question, what would your day be like? What would that do to your life? Remember, or imagine uh, what your life is going to be like if you started the day with God every day. Now, if Rocky's right, and I think he is, we are going to take some hits. Life is going to bring us to our knees. And what I'd like to say is, when life beats you to your knees, stay there. It's a position of power when you stop and you pray and you listen and you take in God's word and you take in what he has for you. You're in a position of power. And then... You can get up and face the day and all these challenges with the peace that passes unbelievable explanation. You can never explain it. God is good that way. 
because the Lord is my shepherd. Remember, Reggie talked about this last week. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. I don't have anything I need. I have it all. By the way, I did the math for you on this. And I'm challenging you to do something maybe that you're already doing or maybe that you're not familiar with. But the rest of 2021, beginning today, July 18th, has 167 days in it. And what I'd like to challenge you to do is begin with the end in mind. Say this was December 31st and you were to look back. What, what, what do you want to see? What kind of the rest of the year, you know, the second half, would you like to create by God's grace as you give yourself to him? And so as you give yourself to him in prayer and Bible study, it would make a difference. Now, 167 days, if you spend 15 minutes, the first hour of the day with the Lord, 15 minutes, that's 2,505 minutes from now till December 31, which translates into four, close to 42 hours with the creator of all the universe. I ask you, do you think that would have any impact on the way you walk in this world. Hey, maybe I could be a better husband. Maybe I could work better on the job. Maybe I can be a better wife. Maybe I can do, be a better student. Uh, give God the first day of your, the first part of your day. It'll make you more effective. It'll make your stress level go down. It'll bring your attitude up. I think it'd be definitely positive and healthy. It has been in my life. It could be in you. And what we're saying again is this. Life is a race. Run the win. That's gold medal living. Number two is this. Give God the first part of my week. And here's what I mean. Be consistent with your church attendance. Now listen closely. Nothing good ever just happens. And we are commanded or instructed or challenged. Run this race. Live this life in such a way that you're going to win. You're going to be victorious. For the person of faith, that involves a consistent church life, engagement in this place that I believe is God's ordained place of spiritual growth in the life of a believer. And so I give myself to God in prayer and Bible study. I give myself to you. We give yourselves to me, to one another. We belong to one another according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. We are all about encouraging, encouraging supporting, praying for all those one anotherings. And so here's, here's the way you do it. Here's the way you do church. Because sometimes it's not obvious. And it's pretty easy to come in and sit and listen to the worship, take in the sermon and go home. I'm good. But there's so much more in becoming a champion. There's so much more in the gold medal life when we are running to win. So here's what I do. Here's what I would encourage you to do. It's just an idea. When you come into the church, plan on your way in as you get into the parking lot. This is what I'm going to do. Set goals. I'm going to three people. I'm going to appreciate three people today. I don't know who they are, but I'm going to find something about them to say, I really appreciated uh, what you did over there, how you held the door or how you serve my child as a third grade boys teacher or whatever it is. Appreciate. Say thank you. Or add to that maybe another two. I'm going to compliment and let them know how good they look today. Let them know that, that uh, they're, 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 I like your shoes. I like your, I don't know, eyebrows. Are you really looking good? What a job you did on those things today. You know. The point is be intentional about your faith. Give God your morning. Come to the word. Come in prayer. Come into his house and help and encourage and support one another. This is what we call giving God the first part of our week. You know this verse, Hebrews chapter 10. It's a good verse. It's, it's something that's 
healthy and, and good for us to read today. Verse 24, 25, let's think of ways to motivate. Let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Let us encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. It's another great opportunity to give God the first part of my week. Think about this. I would say if you're really committed to gold medal living, that you would consider these types of things. I want to say to you that the third thing is this. Give God the first part of my relationships. Let me just share with you something that's fascinating to me in the Bible. I always enjoyed that. Uh, the story of Andrew and Peter. Andrew and Peter were two disciples of Christ. Two of the twelve, right? Peter is more well-known. He's written more. He was outgoing. He had a vivacious personality. Andrew was his brother. Andrew was more the steady, maybe quieter. But the scripture says in, in, in John chapter 1, verse 42, John's gospel, it says, Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Such a simple and relatively obscure or maybe small or an easy yeah, you know, that we've been looking for the Messiah. I think you got to see, and I want you to meet this guy. And so Andrew brought Peter to Jesus. Let me talk to you about gold medal living. If I'm walking in the joy of the Lord with excitement and knowing and experiencing him through his word, through prayer, through church life, I'm not going to hide, as the scripture says, I'm not going to hide that light under a bush. I can't. I can't. Jeremiah tried. There's a passage of Jeremiah that talks about, I mean, you know, I wanted to stop. I just didn't want to talk about it, but I couldn't. It was like words, these welled up in my, I had to explode. And when you walk with the Lord and, and you're sold out and you sell out and you're all in, you want to help others find Jesus. That's the whole point. You want to help introduce people to faith, knowing that they need forgiveness of sins knowing that they need the joy and the hope that the gospel brings. And so because of that, you love them enough to say, hey, I'd love to have you come with me. Hey, can you join me for this? Hey, can I show you this from our church and from the word of God or from the Christian faith? I can help you. I, I want you to know Jesus as I, I do. Let me read to you Romans chapter 1, verse 9. This talks about Paul's desire for others. He says, God knows how much I pray for you, how often I pray for you. God knows. Day and night I bring you in your needs and prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. That's intentional gold medal living. I want to make a difference. I want to help you. I want to show you. I want to spread the good news of his son. And so that's what I want to do, and that's what I will try to do as much as I can. I pray for an opportunity to share my faith or to be able to in invite others to the church. And because I'm praying consistently, two very important things happen. Number one, God makes opportunities that would not ordinarily be there. God answers prayer. God answers that prayer. When you align yourself with God's will, and we know God's will from his word, and the word says I, God is patient. He wants all of us to come to faith in Jesus. He wants all of us to come to repentance and faith. Well, if I pray, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith, that's a prayer that God will answer yes every time. Lift your head, open your eyes, be alert. God will answer that prayer, and you'll be able to share. When you do pray for the thing that is most dear in God's heart, saving the lost, you'll find your own soul 
absolutely and totally and positively invigorated. And so when you exercise spiritual discipline in your life, you'll find yourself energized. You'll find yourself with a sense of anticipation and excitement about life. When you give yourself to the spiritual gold medal training, you will be refreshed in body, mind, and spirit. You'll feel strengthened to do and to be all that God wants you to do. You'll have purpose. You'll have meaning beyond yourself. And so I'm going to commit to being spiritually fit the rest of this year. I'm going to live a gold medal life the rest of 2021. I ask you to enjoy or or to join me in the last 167 days of this year. And here's the last thing. Give God, this is spiritual training, this is running the race to win, right? Give God the best part of my energy. One of my favorite verses in scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, last chapter in the book of 1 Corinthians, verse way down in the chapter, verse 58, Paul says, hey, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable, always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Listen, you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. In other words, hang in there. Keep the faith day by day, moment by moment. Be consistent and grow and learn and give. I know a lot of times we leave and we go home and at the end of the day we feel kind of like it was a wasted day. But I would challenge you to understand when we get to heaven, we'll see how everything has worked together for the good. We'll see everything that God has done in and through us without us sometimes even knowing it, no matter how big or how small. We did it for the Lord. Keep it going, Paul says. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding, always serving, always giving yourself to Christ and to others. I want to challenge you to begin to train yourself for godliness to make these four commitments. Give God the first part of your day. Give God the first part of your week. Give God the first part of your relationships. Give God the first part of your energy. If you make those commitments, my experience has been you'll give these four units of your life to God. I believe you'll be closer to God than ever before. I believe that God will bless your life even more than before. I believe that you'll be stronger than ever before. I believe that you'll be emotionally and mentally healthy more than ever before. And I believe you'll end this year in a better place than ever before. And so... I challenge you to make these four decisions, especially the overriding decision of living life to win and get ready for a gold medal life. Two more verses of scripture. One is in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. No, it's not, it's not what we're talking about. That's not what it's like. But here's the kingdom of God. It's like living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, he says, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. So I hope you will take some steps today, put yourself in a position to win that gold medal and I think it'll make a difference in this life. And this verse promises that it'll also make a difference in the next life as well. So we're ending this lesson today by going back to the very beginning and rereading our text. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Here's what Paul says again. Don't you realize? No, I think you do realize. But again, this is a race. And in this race, as long as you're breathing, everybody runs. One person gets the prize. 
Run to win. Run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. We do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I run with purpose in every step. I run with purpose in every step. I don't shadow box. There's too many people without Jesus to shadow box. There's too many people that are living without hope and no peace to be involved in things that are a waste of time or distractions. I'm running this race to win my eyes on Jesus. I run with purpose in every step. My challenge to you is run to win this race called life. Would you stand together with me? Let's pray about this. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We're so excited to be your children. Lord, the forgiveness of sin has set us free from the power of death, the penalty of death. And we have the peace of God that passes all understanding. We've been justified by faith. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the peace. Thank you, Lord, for your promise that there's nothing in this life that could possibly separate us from your love. So bless, Lord, your name in our lives for your glory, benefit of others. those here, Lord, that the next 67, 167 days need to make a decision of faith today to finish out. I pray that you give them strength and energy. I pray that, Lord, as they give themselves to you, that you would empower them in return. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, let me ask you, is there anyone here today who say, hey, pastor, pray for me this week. Keep me in your prayers, you know, because there's a decision in that talk. You know, there's a decision that I need to make. Maybe it's about the everyday, or maybe it's about the week, or maybe it's about my energy or my relationships. Is there anyone here? Say, raise your hand with your heads bowed and your eyes closed and say, pray for me in that way. God bless you. God bless you. Many, many, many hands. And we will pray that way. Listen, if you're here today and there's never been a time in your life when you have approached God for a relationship. I want to say to you that the greatest decision that we can make in life is to humble ourselves before the God, God of creation and say, God, I need you. I want you. Would you please come into my life? I turn away from everything that's wrong. I turn away from sin. I turn to you, Jesus. I need you as my Savior. Have you talked to God like that? Have you given yourself into a faith relationship and a love relationship with God. If not, today can be the greatest day in your life. It's the most important decision. It's the greatest decision of your life. The most important one I made when I was a young child. My father showed me John 3, verse 16. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen closely. God loved. Because God loved, he gave. I believe and because I believe, I receive forgiveness of sin, everlasting life. It's available to you today. Pray that way. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I ask forgiveness. I come by faith. Be my Savior. If you do that, if that's your decision today, we would love to pray with you. We'll hang out here after the service. We'd love to know about it. Or you can write it on a connection card and let us know so that we can support and encourage and pray. 
like we talked about, the purpose of God's church, you know, strengthen you to gain victory in life. Father, today we pray for your church family. We pray, Lord, for our dads and moms and grandparents. Pray for our sons and daughters, our children. We love them. We thank you, Lord, in your presence for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, dear Father, for all that you do for us, protecting, guiding, directing, providing. Bless your church, dear God, as we approach you, as we come to you in faith. I pray for those who specifically acknowledge the need that today would be a good day that the decision they make, Father, would be one that they make again tomorrow and make again on Tuesday and again on Wednesday and every day throughout the year and throughout the rest of these months in 2021. Bless your church. Bless those, Lord, who acknowledge you today as Savior by faith in Jesus. Encourage growth and effort. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today online. We know that you weren't able to join us in the auditorium, but that's totally fine because you've made this a priority in your life to make sure that you are receiving God's word. If you received Christ for the first time today, that's absolutely awesome, but we want to know about it. So if you can, if you're on Facebook, in the description there's a link. Go ahead and hit that and fill it out uh, on our connection card that you receive Christ. If you're on our website, if you're on an app, hit the menu at the top and you can do the same thing from there. So, if you're already on the connection card, you probably are noticing some other next steps that might be interesting to you. If you are interested in any one of those, just check those and when you submit that, it'll inform us and we can be in contact with you to answer any questions that you may have about those next steps. So this is the time of our service where we're gonna jump into our giving. At Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. This is just another act of worship where we trust God with what He has blessed us with. If you're on Facebook, again, in the description, there's a link there. You can give securely, safely on the website and the app. Also in that menu, you can see a place to do that as well. But just because we're in the, the time of technology doesn't mean you can't do it the old-fashioned way. There is an address at the bottom of the screen that you can send it to, and it'll, come, it'll show up safe as well. Or just drop it by the office anytime Monday through Thursday between 8 and 5, and we will receive it. Other than that, you have a great day.